The Notary's Unsealed podcast is brought to you by the Notary Success System and Captivated Notary Marketing Solutions. Coming up on this episode. Yeah, it's always like that with the hospitals, you know, it's because you, you're not a healthcare professional that you're not able to take care of your family members. You know, you in an unfortunate situation, a very fortunate situation in that you really want to have time. But, you know, my, my hard work and my the tenacity for it working, I get that from my dad. Real smooth this time. We know the breeze unsealed. Uh-huh. This my everyday life. Yeah. We know the breeze unsealed. Ooh. Every day I hustle out here living it right. Let's go. We know the breeze unsealed. Put the stamp down and stop in front of the mic. Here we go. Took the game over. We yeah. home now. We soldiers. Griff, Matherin, and Q, the podcast. You can't hold us. Y'all heard the word. Uh-huh. Y'all heard the word. Uh-huh. Griff, Matherin, and Q. Yeah, we on the verse. Back to another episode of Notaries Unsealed. I'm your host, Quentin Smith, and I got my guys with me, the fellas, Matherin, Griff. Say what's going on to the people, fellas. What's going on, party people? Your man Griff here as always. Just chilling, enjoying life. Oh yeah, what's going on, folks? It's right here, your five-star general Notary here in Massachusetts. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, guys. Um, so on this episode, you know, usually yeah. we uh, will start talking about some things in the notary world, and I'll ask the guys how their week is going. Um, but right now, I think all of our weeks have kind of come to a closing um, on the sentiment from uh, some from some news that we got from Griff this weekend. So, uh, Griff, if, uh, if you know, I'm very thankful for you um, being here today. Um, why don't you share with us a little bit about what's going on? All right, well, party people, um, <clears throat> on November the 5th at 1215, my dad passed away. Um, he had been living with us for two years and 31 days and um, came wow. to live with us on October the 4th, 2020. And um, he passed November the 5th of this year, 2022. And um his health was declining a little bit here and there and took him to the hospital back in um, the last week of November, um, no October. Yeah. And then, um, found out we had to, he had to go in the hospice. So we brought him home on the 29th of October. And just so y'all can give a time frame that week that I did those six signings <laughs> in one day. That was the day after I had to take him to the hospital and I was already laced with all those that work. So still grinding. Yeah, I still had to go out there and do it. Um now I did cancel some orders um because I needed to be home and I even tried to cancel one and the signing company and this is where the hard times with the signing Nobody would answer the phone. Nobody would answer my emails and nobody would answer any of the messages I sent through SnapDocs. That's frustrating. So, yeah, yeah. And I went ahead on and did the signing and everything, but I was really like, dude, I'm like, come on, y'all pick the phone up. You know, I'm calling them two hours before because we found out at the last second that they was going to try to bring them home. And I was like, okay, let me just cancel this signing for myself. And I even had notaries lined up that I was going to try to pass it off to, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get any response from them, you know, so I went ahead on and did it myself. And then ironically, I had to do that signing 
at a hospital. Wow. <laughs> so I'm, oh, in, wow. I'm trying to get my dad from a hospital, and then I'm running over across town to another hospital. But I have to give um, some big shout-outs to my wife and my sons. They did a tremendous job the whole time I popped in here with, you know, taking care of him and everything. And then my wife, you know, she adjusted her schedule and basically she didn't do um, any of us, anything with her salon <clears throat> um, that last week um, from the time Pop came until he passed. So that way I could go out and still do the signings that I needed to do. So she, right there, you know, man. yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have had a hard time because when he went in the hospitals, man, we had to go into 24 hour care with him. Right. And yeah, yeah, and it cost eight grand to put him in a nursing home and we didn't have it, you know, Man. we didn't have it. And that was one of the reasons why we had to go get him because we found out that he wasn't really taking care of himself after my mom passed. He let a lot of his, you know, medical stuff lapse. So we had to, you know, sort of flip the bill for a lot of that stuff and bring him up here and um, and take care of him. And he had yep. and, he, and he had some dementia, so he wasn't really clear on a lot of stuff. He was thinking like, "No, I got this, I got that," and then I'm calling, checking, and then because of his age, they was like, "No, nah, you can't get any coverage." So we was like, "Okay." Let me ask <laughs> you, you know? something. Yeah. Before, prior to him moving up here and uh, or up to Virginia in 2020, mm -hmm. how often did you get a chance to see him? Um, and see, that's when I was working at W two, and that W two interfered with a lot. Okay. So, what was going on? I was calling him on a regular basis, but then all of a sudden, he wasn't picking up as much. Right. So I had to actually call friends down there and old classmates to go check on him, and they were the ones that told me to say, "Yeah, man, okay, you need to come on down here," because it, it was like everything was going good, then all of a sudden. Boom, a change. He just stopped answering the phone, wouldn't come to the door. And I sent some trusted friends over there and they checked on him. And um, I said, okay. And I just told the job, I was like, look, I'm out. I got to go. And, um, and ironically, a month after I got him up here, that's when I quit and went full time in a business. Yeah. And that wasn't even planned. Yeah. Just happened you know, that way. It just happened that way, but it enabled me to really take care of him and to be there for him. Um, and I will tell you this, and I, me and my wife both know that he would not have lived for these last two years and 31 days had I not gotten him because the conditions and him being by himself. And that was right in the beginning of COVID. Right. And yeah, um, he, he, he easily could have you know passed away um, down there or been forced to, you know, take the medicine stuff, you know, against his will. And he's not a medicine guy right. <laughs> and everything. So the wife and kids did a great job. You know, we did the 24 hour care. Um, so, you know, that week from the 29th of October through the 5th of November, we was 24 hours a day watching over him. I mean, and <laughs> Matthew's going to trip with it. I went full... 007 Inspector Gadget Grill. <laughs> I had security cameras in there. I had, um, <clears throat> I had two security cameras on 24-hour feed um, with my app so I could keep track of him when I wasn't yep. home. I and then I had three ring cameras 
that we could, you know, we was all connected to. And um, I just happened to have some security cameras that I hadn't put in installed in my wife's salon. And I used two of them in the, in everything. And then when you came upstairs, we had the, um, the big 30 inch TV sitting at the top of the stairs on the table. So you could look in there and see him all the time. And yeah, I have to, sense. yeah. So that way we could, you know, have monitoring on him. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, hospice, the hospital stuff, the hospital folk was a little, a little janky. Okay. But the hospice people, they did a great job in providing us the necessary support. I mean, they literally <clears throat> came in, um, they was like, he was imminent, you know, the past. So they came every day. Right. They had people come three days, you know, Monday, Wednesday and Friday to bathe uh -huh. him. They taught us how to take care of him and everything. And technically we really didn't, we didn't have to use hospice, but the problem is they would have just given him, you know, like, okay, take him home. And he just would have been there and like, okay, what do we do? Yo, yeah. shout out to the home health care workers out there. You guys are unsung heroes to a lot of families. Mm -hmm. um, you know, shout out to you guys. I know there's a lot of notaries that cross over and do that type of work as well. So shout out to you guys. And if you know somebody that does yeah. that work, show them some love. They they do they do a lot of the dirty work that families don't want to do or can't do. So give them some love, man. Yeah, and that takes a lot. You know, that takes a lot from those workers because, you know, from my um my past work that I've done and what I'm currently doing with the investigations and whatnot, I, I you know I get to see you know firsthand like what those home health aid workers are doing on a day to day basis, and it does take a lot. Takes mm -hmm. a lot. It takes a lot of them. Takes a lot. You know, it takes them away from their family, but at the same time, they are there to provide that support that you know the immediate family members cannot provide. So they are definitely one of the key, you know, staff. That's what I like to have within an agency. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> and you know, the main reason why we also did the home health care was also, you know, they was like, well, if you don't put them in a nursing home, you can, you know hire your own private nurse yeah. at between 30 and $50 an hour. And we was like, okay, now we can't flip that either. Right. <laughs> you know? And, um, so I was like, we'll do it. You know, me and the wife talk, I mean, it was, it was a no brainer. We was like, we'll do it. And, um, so during the day she really took care of him. I went out, did my signings. I came back in the afternoon and then if she, you know, to give her a break and then on Thursdays and Friday, on Thursday and Friday, um, of that week, you know, she had to go in and do her client. So right. I, you know, I was there with him and every night I slept in a room with him, <clears throat> um, had a recliner there and I just sat and I mean, it wasn't that comfortable. I didn't care. Doesn't matter, man. And I slept in that recliner every single night because I didn't want him to pass in that room without somebody being there. Yeah, and everything. You know, you in an unfortunate situation. You had a very fortunate situation in, in that you were able to have time, um, which mm -hmm. is something that you know a lot of us we don't get to have with our loved ones before they pass, especially our parents. You know, either we're in different states or you know circumstances don't allow us to be there. You actually had time. You had days to sit there with them. You had days to speak right. with him, even if he wasn't responsive. 
you know he could still hear you and you had time to, to, mm -hmm. to, to talk and to maybe mend some things or talk about things from when you were a child you know and say yeah. I ain't never tell you about this but you know seeing where we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, might, yeah. I might as well tell you who, who uh, lost that shoe of yours <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I mean you know my pop he, he was my buddy and he always called me his buddy I'm his only child he had his only grandsons so you know I just you know put everything in and i know a lot of people you know i had already told you know q and matherin what was going on and you know they was checking on me and making sure i was taking care of myself and i was i was you know um and even on the day he passed saturday there was two signings i went and had to take you know took care of them and you know and i know some people like no i said you know i needed to do that for that moment yeah I needed to do it. Um, and then when I got back home, that's when he passed, you know. So we was all there. The family was there. And the funeral home came and they um, took him out. And because he's a vet, they put, you know, they draped the flag over his body. Yeah. And, you know, they was like, hey, you know, during this time, most people don't want to see their loved one taken out. Y'all might want to just you know, go in the room and let us do our thing. I was like, nah, I went out there and um, stood outside while they took him out yeah. and everything. And we all was out there together. So, you know, that's the way we wanted to see him, you know, last. And my main thing was I was dogmatic about him being home. If he's going to pass, he got to be home because yeah. my mom passed in the hospital and I wasn't able to get down there because of that my w2 right you know i think it was you know like back in 2012 when she passed and i'm so you know i'm never really good with dates but um and i missed it a matter of fact when i was i had got up at three in the morning i was getting ready to get on the plane i had um the cab came and got me at four o'clock and like at 405 they was calling me saying she had expired yeah, it's a tough. That, that's that's tough. Yeah. When my mom passed, uh, she was at a hospital that was probably a good forty five minutes to an hour away. Um, that's if I was going, you know, five to ten miles over the speed limit. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I had to grab my brother. Um, and I had gave him a warning, um, the evening before that you know mom wasn't doing too well, and so. Mm -hmm. Um, we sped down there and I was probably about five minutes away and they were like, you know, Mr. Smith, um, how close are you? You know, we can try to keep a, a pulse on her until you get here. Um, and we'll do our best to do that. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta get here. So I'm like freaking out. I'm at this hospital that I didn't really know trying to find, um, you know, parking. I found parking, mm -hmm. just through the car somewhere and ran in. And, you know, this was in 2021. So June 5th, mm -hmm. 2021. So we're still coming out of COVID. Yeah. Um, and the security guard was like trying to stop me and all this other stuff. And I'm there with my brother and I'm like, dude, my mom's, my mom's about to pass. Like I got to go. And um, they were able to keep a, a pulse on her. I mean, she was gone. Like they, they told me when I was like, she was already gone. They were just keeping a pulse on her. So that way, yeah, you know, we could be there um, and not really being able to be there for her. You know, that's something that, I mean, I got to live with today. 
which is, is it's a very hard thing to do. But, you know, I, I wish that I could have had her here. You know, same thing with my grandmother when she passed. You know, you you you're you'll hold on to that for the rest of your life. And I'm sure your 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 kids will as well that you were able to have yeah. that, you know. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that flight down to Jacksonville, Florida from here, from, you know, Virginia, man, that was a hard one for me. I bet. You know, I bet. Because yeah. I was thinking I was because I did get to go down there the week before the weekend. You know, I flew down there like on a Friday and came back on a Sunday. I saw her. She was on a ventilator and I was like, OK, flew back up, go to work, which I was ticked that they wouldn't let me just stay down there or give me some remote work to do. Right. And um, and then, like I said, that Friday morning, I was on my way to get on the plane and they said she was gone. So for my dad, I was like, I was determined not to let that happen. Yeah. I was yeah. like. We, I'm not. <clears throat> so the hospital was ticked at me. I was, you know, I was not. Dang. They weren't pleased with me at all because I was just very dogmatic. And I was like, no, this just since y'all feel that y'all can't do anything for him. All right, fine. We'll take him home and we'll just pray and we'll do it the best we can. Yep, and yep. um, and they, you know, they was trying in a way they was trying not to tell me not to use hospice. They were like, well, you can go. On. I was like, no, I'm using hospice because. I didn't Absolutely. want anybody to come back and say we did something incorrect. Right. And that's another yeah. reason why I had those cameras, too. Yeah. <clears throat> so that if somebody, the hospital was like, oh, well, if you would have did, we had the cameras. Yeah, it's always like that with the hospitals. You know, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. These hospitals be thinking that. Because I mean, it's competition. You're not. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you, you're not a healthcare pro professional that you're not able to take care of your family members I, I feel like you know just seeing what you've been going through um you know all the necessary step was taken and you guys you know did a pretty great job and also just the support of your family you know that's very important so the fact that your wife and the kids were there you know that right there speaks volume speaks volume of the type of man that you are the volume of the type of son that you were to your father, because a lot of people don't have that. A lot of parents that are in that um, that position, mm -hmm. they don't have their kids that are willing to, you know, bring them in, you know, to take care of them and they, you know, to their last dying days. But you know, it go, it just shows, and it just shows the type of man you are, Griff. No, I appreciate your, that. Absolutely, family support. Yeah. You know, that's <clears throat> so, well, here's the thing. Um, all of who I am comes from my mother and father. And when I say that, I mean, my mom was very no nonsense, <laughs> um, short tempered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what was good. I was born on May 7th. My mom was the 14th and my dad was the 29th. So oh, we was all man. born in May, <laughs> <laughs> all born in May. And but you know my my hard work and my the tenacity for us working i get that from my dad because he sacrificed so much you know for us and i was only child and one of the sacrifices he made i never forgot was i wanted a bicycle and he was trying to buy him a car a lot of time he'll get him a used car and he was willing to walk to wherever he had to walk to to go and save up the money to buy me a $300 bicycle Wow. That's awesome. And I never forgot that. 
So the sacrifices that I make for my family comes from seeing him sacrifice for us. My, you know, the care and concern for other people comes from both of them to see other people do better and to be better. So that's why I do what I do for the notary. And I'll be honest, I was recently I was thinking about like, you know what? I'm going to shut this YouTube down because don't do that. These notaries are really being hard headed and notaries out there. I'm not trying don't don't take take offense to this. I'm offended. But there are a lot of notaries, you know, it's as much videos that I put out there and to have notaries call and tell me about how scared they are to do the slightest little thing of just accepting an order. And they're saying they need help and they get the help and then they still won't do it. They won't do the profile. They won't. I mean, it's like, and after a while I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I need to just shut everything down and then you'll see that, oh, what you have left is these charlatans out here who's just sucking money from you and giving you nothing in return. But when I reflect back on the kind of person that my parents were, I was like, nah, I'm going to stick it out and I'm going to stay out here and I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'll adjust the way I do some things, but there are people out here who are sincere and who really need help and I'm going to keep helping them. I'm going to keep being there for them and everything. And that's what I realized I wanted to do. So, you know, if anybody don't like who I am and how I am, you know, you have to just blame my parents because that's where I get it from, you know? So that's why I can do six signings in a day. That's why I can stay up half the night. (laughs) I think we all all owe your parents uh, a great, grateful thank you um, for the work that they did with you because you have given us the best gift that they probably could have given out all of us. So thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and force my, and that pettiness and snarkiness I have, I ain't gonna lie. That came from both of them. Cause them two, my wife would, <laughs> look, my wife would tell you them two would joke the heck out of you. I mean, they would crack jokes like a comedian <clears throat> on you. I'd be sitting there and they would just crack jokes on me <clears throat> all the daggone time and my my wife was like that's who you get it from because i'll be cracking jokes on her and the boys and she's like so you got that from them i was like yeah <laughs> she was like they the ones who got you she's like no wonder you so daggone snarky i like yeah so let me ask <laughs> you, know, you that's where you got it let from. me ask you griff you know now yeah now you know a part of your line has 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 transcended um you are it. You, you, has that has that has that hit you yet? Like, <laughs> well, my oldest, he's the fourth, so right. You know, um, but you are the shepherd of shepherds. Say, you are the elder. You are the the, the, the yeah. wisest of the family at this moment. Now, it's yeah. no longer yeah, your father. Right. I know. Yep, it, it falls on me and everything. And I was like, oh man, I said okay. I got a big task at hand. You are now Yoda. You know. Yoda Griff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. But um I mean, this also causes me to with him passing, he's he's greatly missed. Yep. And I had and I've actually for the last two years 
crafted my whole notary business around taking care of him. You, you know, hold on I a second. Hold on a second. I, yeah. I need for y'all to understand what this man just said. Okay. He crafted a business around taking care of somebody. So all of these videos, everything that you've seen Griff do, uh -huh. all the interactions that you've had with Griff, Griff on Clubhouse, Griff on YouTube, Griff on Instagram, Griff doing six signings in a day, Griff holding trainings. He did all of this around somebody that's sick. There is no excuse for not one of you out there to be out there on your grind and work in this business. I don't want to hear about a W-2. I don't want to hear about your kids. I'm a single dad. So what? I got three kids. What? Mm-hmm. You hear what he just yeah, said? You're right. It's definitely possible. There, there, yeah. There's nothing that is stopping you. You're stopping yourself. That is correct. And that's what I had to, you know, I had to make up my mind. I said, I got to do this. And and even more so, like, if y'all go back and look at this last Fritter Friday, the Fritter Friday on the 4th of November. And when I was doing, I was t looking down to my right at the, um, I was looking down at the security cameras, keeping an eye on him, watching his breathing. You know, while I was doing Fritter Friday, I was like, okay. And I was checking. I was like, you know, because... Late Thursday, early Friday, he started declining even more. And yeah. we noticed his breathing had changed like they told us it was. Mm -hmm. So I was checking it out then. But I, for the whole two years that I've been, and basically what, the 13th of this month or 11th or something like that, that's when I'll be two years in the business. I actually just made sure that I, my whole flow was around making sure he was taken care of. I would come home, um, you know, I would have three or four signings, but I would leave documents here just so I can make sure I come back home, yeah. check on him, see how he's doing, you know, um, touch bases with him in between signings and stuff, um, scan backs, all of that. So now I could actually print all my documents, take them with me, take my scanner with me and don't have to come back home hey i'm but i'm putting virginia beach on notice right now y'all was only getting griff at 60 percent griff is about yeah, to ramp uh, up to 100 percent. y'all better take the orders yeah, that you can this, for the last two years yeah this man is That's he's crazy. about to be a man on fire okay <laughs> y'all yeah, better be quick yeah, with sure. quick on the draw yep. quick on the draw because you know was, griff yeah. coming and he and he, was, he about I, to, there was times i wasn't doing signings just so i could be back home for him and just to sit there and chill with him. Yeah. Um, and I was still popping 60 some signings, you know, and I'm still, you know, I'm still popping like 50 now. So Griff, we're bringing them now over. there. I have no, no reason, no excuse not to take orders. I don't care whether it's a $30 order, $80 order, 150, whatever. Yep. We're going to get that. Yeah. It's, it's on and popping. So, you know, the scanner's going to be rolling with me, the computer, everything. <laughs> so I'm going to be, you know, so I'm probably be back in my full mobile office mode. Notaries on alert. Y'all are on alert. Yeah. Griff is coming. <laughs> yeah, I've been warned. So, yeah. So those notaries that's over there in the week. Because, see, there were some areas I wouldn't even go to because just I knew the traffic was going to hold me up. But yeah. now I don't have a problem going over there to Hampton, Newport News. I go to Williamsburg, all of that kind of stuff. 
which was an hour and a half away. I wouldn't do those, you know, because I didn't want to be that far away from him in case something happened. Mm -hmm. So now it's all wide open now. So, yeah, so now it's time for me to go ahead on and really ramp it up. I feel bad for you. <laughs> I mean, even more so. I feel mm -hmm. I feel bad for the notaries in the area. I'm just saying. I, I, yeah, because they just don't know what's coming. They don't coming. know what's coming. Man on yeah. mission now. Not, not, now you can put 100% of mine to business. Hey. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure. Hey, now. If, you, if, if you've been hesitating to click those... Those notifications. <laughs> Don't hesitate. No I know. More. They yeah. won't be there. They won't be there anymore. Griff's coming. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like yeah. that DM X gonna give it to you. <laughs> Griff is coming. Griff gonna give it <laughs> to <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I, I appreciate it. You know, um, right now we're just working on whether we're going to um, have him late the rest up here or down in Florida more right now based on the cost it looks like we you know the cost is about the same so we'll probably go ahead on and um do it down there in florida and um and what we're going to probably end up doing is a what they call a direct burial where the body gets transferred to the funeral home in florida and then they just go ahead on and directly lay them the rest um no ceremony anything like that um we'll be able to go down there to the um to the grave site Anytime we want, and we can do a you know you know our own private ceremony then, and everything. So, um, yeah, that's that was it, you know. So, um, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, now that we were talking a little bit before when um we started recording, um, but I think it's a good thought process for people to to kind of understand what's next you know we talked about it just now a little bit you know now you can take more orders but you know now you have an opportunity to do more or do less um you know we know that you are pretty much on the road to being the king of um <laughs> loan signing right <laughs> uncle king griff king uncle griff um <clears throat> what what um how have things how have your horizons expanded have you had a moment to sit and think well now i can do this now i want to do this you know we've talked in previous episodes about you know the previous episode about side hustles you mm. know is, is drone something right. that you're looking to get into now 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 things open up and that's a lot of the, so when you lose yeah. when, when, when you lose that 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 energy that you know you were dedicating so much of yourself to um time opens up and so now you have an opportunity to do to do something else right so, you got to put it somewhere else yeah. yeah or you just sit around not really being productive right um doing my drone getting my drone education another thing um is getting more rest now i was already before my pop got here not sort of sleeping and then when he got here that made it worse right because wow. he a lot of time he wouldn't get up till like one or two o'clock in the morning yeah and oh, that's when he wanted shit. something to eat so i couldn't within good conscience just go to sleep without making sure he was straight so he would be sleep all day and then and so even though he was sleep most of the day and i had this, the camera in there watching him and i would check it but I would still come home, but 
then after I get home, he would get up for a little bit, then go back to sleep. And then about one o'clock in the morning, that's when he's up. up. Yeah. So, and I really, you know, so I heard, I figured that out early on. So I would be coming up the stairs and that was when I had all my equipment downstairs recording because he took over my man's room and my 4K TV. And I tried to get the 4K <laughs> TV out. And he was like, nah, that TV stand, I like that TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, and let me, and, and the side note. pops about that one, man. <laughs> nah. I'm going to tell you, I had bought an LG TV in 29. Well, I didn't buy it. I got it because I got a second line. That's how I got my second phone. And Sprint gave me a free TV, per se. Well, to understand, for two years, that TV stayed on. It never turned off. He didn't want it to be off. So he kept it on his news channels. And and even when he was asleep, day, night, whenever, the only time that TV went off was if the power went out in the house for a second or whatever. That was it. So that TV stayed on for 24 hours a day for the last two years years and it is still running fine so i gotta give lg props they yeah. made a great tv <laughs> um 43 inch 4k tv it is fabulous and i mean the tv never overheated or anything but now that i have more time um i gotta get back to getting some sleep exercising because I'd be too tired to exercise, and I even got a. I, I even actually bought a um, an elliptical a couple of months ago, and I got all the equipment and stuff. But I was just so tired because you know, yeah. I go to bed at one, sometimes two in the morning. Some days I go in there talk to him till three in the morning, go to sleep, get up, do sinus, come back. So what you're saying is I can't text you at twelve thirty and be like, Yo, Griffey, you got something. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I'll probably be asleep now. No, oh, man. This, you know, at least for the next few months, you know, Griff had Griff needs to recharge. I gotta find yeah. a new midnight buddy now. Sheesh. Well, yeah, it's not so me. It's I know it's me. not you. you know it's, it's already past your bedtime yeah. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna probably um I'm gonna focus back on doing the notary tech talk. Yes, um, finally. I love notary tech talk. Yeah, I might be get back on to that. that a little too and, excited? Um, there's some stuff that I want to do with Ron. Um, I want to do a, some training videos on Dot Verify because a lot of people been having some issues with that. So um, I got the idea of how I want to do it, but it was just you know it was like it was those you know how it is even if like in the W two. You don't work the W two, and you here it is Friday, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go out to dinner and treat myself, and then you sit down, mm-hmm. and your body say you ain't getting up, yep, and or your mind is just so tired that you really can't focus on doing something, and that's what was going on with me, you know. So over the next week or so, it's going to be really just getting some rest, sleeping, um. Yeah. And getting on a better schedule, yep. setting a new and, normal. Um, that, that that's really what it yeah. is: is setting a whole new normal for yourself, which is exciting. Right, just setting a whole new normal, and um, you know it's unfortunate, but it's also exciting. Life is changing. It's always yeah. fun when life changes. Mm-hmm. Well, some but people don't like yeah. it, but you know, yeah, yeah. I know Griff. Not I, I know Griff's not gonna say that. Don't be 
the next couple of weeks, I'll be texting and calling Griff over nonsense. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I still you know, talk if, to people. I mean, know. through this whole time, man, there was people who called me, needed me for stuff. And I mean, I'm going to still be there for people. You know, yeah. I'll still be there, answer the phone calls and just that and the other and everything. Um, Why did I just but, hear a young Michael Jackson? Just look over your shoulder, honey. <laughs> I'll, be right. I'll be there. <laughs> so, 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 Griff, do you have any? Do you have any plans as far as maybe you and the family maybe going away for a weekend? You know, after uh, all of this, um, or just to kind of like regroup and you know do something together. You know, that's a good question. <clears throat> Honestly, we hadn't even thought about it. Um, we hadn't even thought about it. Um, we have just been like, just taking it in, you know, and to be honest, my youngest son, it it hit him the hardest because he was the one who really was helping pop out, you know, cause during the day when everybody else is going to work, he was here and he was watching out for him the most. So it really, um, hit him the, the hardest. So, uh, we're going to do something and um, try to figure out something, you know, you know, especially, you know, I'll probably just get with him personally and be like, hey, let's go do something, son. Yeah. You know, do find something to do, me and him, <clears throat> just go hang out or whatever and uh, and all of that. And he actually told me, he said, Dad, you should take some time off <laughs> and everything. So, uh, matter of fact, he's going to take a few days off from work, but I'm going to get with him and all of that, but... You know, again, shout out to my wife. You know, she yeah, stepped shout up. Shout out to Mrs. Griff, man. I'm going to tell y'all, she she really got in there and helped pop out. I mean, she really took care of my dad while I was gone. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And, you know, and just being real, and I know we're getting ready to go to break, but look, <laughs> let's just be real with this. There are some men who are married to women who will not step in there to help take care of their parent. And that is just the truth of the matter. And, and I am so grateful that she did it without, it wasn't like a thing of, let me ask. It was as soon as um, she found, I told her what was going on with hospice. She was like, no problem. She like, bring him here. We'll do it ourselves. And matter of fact, I was on the phone with hospice and I had to go into a signing and she said, don't worry, Griff, you go do your signing. We was on three-way. And she said, you do your signing. I'll take care of the hospice stuff. And she went and got all the information, took care of all the hospice stuff, all of that. And I was like, cool. So, you know. I'm telling you, man. You got to be there for each other. It's women like Mrs. Yeah. Griff that's keeping me single because I know that there's great women out there. And unfortunately, <laughs> like, what, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I have the opportunity to have great family that have great long lasting relationships, you know, married 30, yeah. 40 plus years. So I have great examples to look at and I hear stories about, you know, Mrs. Griffin, Griffin, everything that you got going on. It makes it really hard for me to try to connect with somebody when I'm not seeing, you know, that, that type of quality or, or ability to love and open themselves up like that. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, very, that's yeah. very important. That's a beautiful thing, man. Shout out to Mrs. Griffin. Keeping it real. Yeah. Teach oh, teach yeah. these young girls how to love us, <laughs> love us hard-headed men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Notary Success System is the notary industry leading face-to-face loan closing training on the market. 
you are actually conducting a mock loan closing with a full set of loan closing documents. At the end of the training, you will have the confidence to conduct any loan closing you are assigned. Go to notarysuccesssystem.com and choose your date and time. Peace. www.captivatednotarystore.com It's Captivated, baby. Yup, that's the name that we go by hey. when we let the post fly. It's Captivated, baby. We got hoodies and tees for all your notary needs. Know what I'm talking about? It's Captivated, baby. Nobody yeah. does it like me, so yeah. it's best to believe yeah. when you see it. It's Captivated, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, we do this. We got yeah. the newness. Just don't yeah. forget. It's Captivated, yeah. baby. Q. The Notary Supremo T-shirt ad sounding just like a demo Podcast on blast shout out to our demo Grab how I laugh with my foot on this pedal Somehow I lost my mind, have you seen all these designs? And I sell them things cheap, $24.99 What's your name, what's your size, forget it, never mind The Captivator store, order pay another time A notary that rhymes, yes that's him lady Commission with these writings, I've been spitting crazy Witness all the ways we giveth, all we say that we do It's true, it's Guess Captivator Baby. It's captivated, baby. Witness all the ways we give it. All we say that we do is true. It's captivated, baby. That, that first part of this episode, is going to be kind of tough to come up in with something else for this. Uh, there is no topic that I have told these guys before. I'm going to kind of throw something out there, something I was thinking about during the break. Uh, we actually only took, what, like a 10-minute break this time? Yeah. Usually, we, we'd be going for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only went for 10 minutes, so I didn't really have anything to put too much thought into. But in light of, you know... Griff's father transcending on to his, his his next destination. I'm going to pose a question to you guys, and it's going to be a hard one for me to answer, but I will answer it. Um, what are some of your favorite memories from your dad? <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> um, one of my most favorite memories. And like I said, my dad, he he fought for me since I was the only child. There was this kid next door that was messing with me. And I don't know how my pop knew out of nowhere. He came busting out the house and landed a nice big foot right up that boy's butt. (laughs) I'm not just talking about like just kicked. I mean, he kicked him dead square in the butt and he was like, don't you ever mess with my son. (laughs) And, and, you know, and I was like, okay, I was like, pop got some skill <laughs> and everything. And, and then one time, well, I, I used to get in trouble a lot. No, I can't yeah, see that. And was, was, was it because of your mouth? No, no, Look, you called my, I, you did not want my, I did not want my mom to know that I was in trouble and pop covered for me. I mean, that's stuff she didn't know that I got in trouble for. I mean, we was horsing mm. around the football when I was playing football, and we broke a sink in the um, boys' bathroom. We broke the sink. Yes. <clears throat> you, you know, I know how you break a sink. Never mind. Go <laughs> we ahead. We broke the sink. 
um, water skeeting everywhere, man. And he came up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got in. I got into a lot of trouble. Stole candy one time. You know how you had those things. We was I was in the bank supposed to sell the candy and yep. fortune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the kids, he was like, "Yo, man, I'ma steal this candy." He stole the candy. The candy was six. It was sixty dollars worth of candy. He stole. Oh. Bought a BB gun. No. And now we in a private school. Then he comes to the school with the BB gun. And there was this girl that he liked, and the girl didn't reciprocate it back. So he shoots her in the butt with the BB gun. Jeez. No. And of course, and man, I I mean, my pop was so upset with me. Yeah, he open hand slapped me across the face. Wait, hold on a second. So you helped him steal the candy? I I was just there. I didn't help him. He stole it on his own, but I was was in the mix. Yeah, he was guilty by association. I was just guilty by association. And they was trying to figure out who did it. He's still ain't admitting to it. I ain't still the Griff, would you to look out? I saw him steal it. I, I, all right. I, I didn't see that. him steal it. Didn't steal well, it yourself. It. You didn't steal it. Were you the lookout, though? Were you an accomplice? Mm, that's the thing. He did it on his own. Dude was Griff slick. Like, right, he did it for Griff his like, own, I but were you an accomplice? I still ain't touch one of that. You know? <laughs> we were, nobody was snitching. Look. The dude, the the principal knew somebody did it, and nobody was snitching. And my pop was asking me, I wasn't saying nothing. The next thing I know, I feel nothing but five fingers coming across my face. See, that was back in the day when you could get knocked out by your parents. Smack! (laughs) My my pop hit me so hard that the boy started crying. (laughs) The boy who stole the candy started crying and confessed to everything. Yeah, because he know he like he could have been next. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so my you know my pop he you know and when my mom did find out <laughs> that I did something wrong, he was the one that saved me from getting put in the ground because my mom was a man. She was good at giving spankings. Yeah, yeah. Yo, pops, pops are good for things like yeah. that. You know, I I, I wouldn't know because I didn't have my dad. But when it comes to my own kids. Mm-hmm. We're, we're good for stuff yeah. like that. Like, we'll cover for you. It's going to cost you. I know. It's going to cost you. <clears throat> so, <laughs> you know, my main thing was what I, you know, my memories of him was really watching out for me, you know, making sure, you know, because I was the only child. So, you know, p- kids like to mess with the only child kids. And he made sure that um, I had everything I needed. Um, I never went without, man, you know. If I wanted to go to the um get some French fries, he's like, yeah, Loki, let's go. Take me to McDonald's, get some French fries. That's why I was a little chubby back then. <laughs> Wearing the 32 Husky <laughs> pants. <laughs> and everything. That's funny. But he he made sure I had husky. everything, man. So my memories of Pop was I had everything. And he taught me a lot. He taught me about working on cars and things of that nature. So so yeah, I had some good memories of him. What about you, Matthew? Oh man, I think um, one of the memories that I have, as far as like back when I was maybe sixth grade and whatnot, I had to go through like some surgeries, 
I ended up having like four knee surgeries. And then I remember that um, my dad, like on Thursdays and whatnot, when it's time for me to go to the doctor because I had to, you know, have a weekly follow-up. And, you know, he always, you know, take the time out from work. And there was this one week where I'm not sure what was going on with the with his supervisor at that time. So his supervisor started tripping the fact that, you know, he had to leave. And he kind of mm-hmm. reminded him, okay, I, you know, I, I have a kid. He just had surgery. And I, I said that from the get-go that he had weekly appointments. So I guess the supervisor got pissed off and whatnot. And because of that, you know, he, uh, they fired my dad because he was, he had an arrangement with them to leave every Thursday to bring me to the, bring me to the doctor's appointment. So he got fired because of that. And, you know, it just kind of showed me as far as, you know, the type of man that he was, you know, even though we go into this difficulty with me having surgeries and he still wanted to be there. So, you know, just right. showing that, you know, how dedicated that he was to making sure that, you know, that I was okay, making sure I was getting the right treatment. So that's one thing that I can say that, you know, I, you know, that I admire. So I try to be like that for my kid, trying to set that type of example, like no matter what, you know, whatever it is that you have to sacrifice, you know, if your family comes first, you know. Absolutely. So that, you know, that right there stood out. That's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. These W-2s don't give a damn about you. They don't care about your no, family. No, you know what? <laughs> they really don't. And, you know, it's it's not surprising. Um, and this isn't about my, my father, but about my mom. You know, I have a similar story. You know, I've, I've shared on here before that I had a lung disease and I was mm-hmm. in the hospital for, you know, a year and a half, flatlined three times. And that during that same time, my mom went through a similar situation mm-hmm. because I was in and out the hospital. And from where we stayed in Alexandria, Virginia, I was actually at um, Children's Hospital in D.C. So that was like an hour and 15 minute drive each way. Um and so, you know, I would go to school and be sent from school to, uh, you know, in an ambulance to the hospital and the hospital would transfer me over to D.C. So my mom had to do a lot of running back and forth from work. And eventually they got to the point where it's like, all right, well, we need you here. Um, either you choose your child or pretty much your job. And my mom chose child, yeah. of course. And so they fired her. And, you know, like you were saying, you know, it it sets an example for you to let you know that one, you are special, you are worth the sacrifice. Um, And it makes you appreciate um, the things that your parents do for you. And and I know for me personally, it it always gave me a, a sense of purpose, knowing that if somebody was willing to do that for me, then I need to be able to go out there and be everything that I'm supposed to be because they've sacrificed something for me. Absolutely. You know, you know, this person loved me that much that like, you know, it's not that you owe them, but in a way you do like you, you owe because they, they were able to do something for you and and stand up for you in a time when nobody else could. That's what parents are for, you know? And I think that, you know, the more being in that opportunity or being in that situation is not something that I wish on anybody, but when those opportunities present themselves to you, um, in your life, you know, it, it changes things. It gives you a different perspective. And I wish that more people when those opportunities, uh, presented themselves, um, you know, that they, they 
choose to make the right decision because it, it does change lives. No, it does. You yeah. know, like like it, it, even even till this day, you know, so I can, you know, so I can think back on there, you know, just to see that, you know, the company that my that my father was with at that time, he had been there for quite some time, maybe, you know, six, seven years. And then just, you know, one that one incident pretty much caused it, which, you know, my dad didn't have like he wasn't as worried because he know that he was going to be able to find something. But just that at that given moment, he made a decision. He was like, no, my family's more important than this job, regardless, you know, if we need it. But we're going to get by regardless. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. That's good well, stuff. Well, you know, when I first got on YouTube, that was one of the things that I, I said that video that I put out there. That you got to have your family on board. And it's too many people, especially men. I will say men, but probably women too, that they get into business or even just a W-2 and they spend more time focused on that. And they sort of forget about the family. And you got to balance that out. You got to balance time out with the family and show them that you can be there for them, which means when you have something tragic happen in your life or whatever that may t- be considered tragic, they'll be there for you. Now, yeah, of course, yeah. there's some family members, you know, they so selfish, they ain't going to be there for you no matter what. But if your family is level-headed and right-hearted, when you need them, they'll be there. And that's what I saw with my family. And it was like, there was no question. It was like, this is what needs to get done. We're family. Let's go do it. And, you know, and that's why, you know, I sacrifice and I do all that I have to do for them to be an example and you gotta, you gotta be connected with your family and not be so caught up in the dream in somebody else's dream for their business mm-hmm. that you haven't even really qualified whether or not that's the dream you should have for your business. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. No, you're absolutely correct. And you know, we usually don't talk business on this portion of the show, but I'm just going to make a quick comment based off of what you just said. I think that there's some notaries out there that should probably give this business a second thought and decide if this is really for them or not. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. I'm just going to. Yeah. We're not going down this. Hill. Going <laughs> I know. Right I know. But no, you, I have to I have to agree with you. And I've told notaries and some of them have probably gotten mad at me. They called me with all of these excuses as to why they can't do this. And I say, this ain't the business for you then. No, no, you need to not. get out. You need to get no, out, especially the one, I know, especially the ones who want to sit here and say what they not going to do for is following the directions of the person that's paying them. You wouldn't do that in your W two. I'm gonna leave it right. there. No, you're absolutely right. We're not going any further down this road. This is not the portion of the show for this, guys. <laughs> I know it's I know it's tough. We'll save it for another episode. That might be the next episode. I think we're gonna have to come back on that. I'm gonna write that down. So one of my um, as I just finished telling you guys, I didn't have my dad growing up. My dad and I, um, we didn't really start to have a relationship until I was 19 years old, and I moved down to uh, to Florida with him at the drop of a dime. It was literally an overnight situation. Um, I called him. Probably at three o'clock in the afternoon, I said, Pop, you know, I found out a way to get in touch with him. I had called an aunt to get his number. 
Um, called him. I said, Pop, I need to get out of here. Um, and by eight o'clock that evening, I had a, a flight for the next morning, leaving at six o'clock in the morning. Um, and during that time, he and I had a lot of conversations. Um, you know, I got a lot of answers to the questions that I had, which is really important for uh, for boys that are growing up without their dads. I'm just I know we got a, a large female listenership right right now. And there's probably a good majority of you guys, unfortunately, that are single moms. It's really important for boys to have an opportunity to get the other half of their uh, of their parents side of the story. You may not want them to get it, but that child needs to hear what their father has to say. And they're going to come to an age where they go out and ask that. So I just hope that you guys foster that because I had an opportunity to ask those questions. You may not like the father that much if you're in that situation. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's about the kid. Right. So I had an opportunity to sit down and be with my dad, talk with my dad, get mad at my dad, argue with my dad, fight with my dad. Um, and that that's something that I'm always going to cherish because had I not had that opportunity, then I'd probably still be walking around here a really pissed off uh, grown child adult. Right. That having that opportunity to sit with my dad and, and actually, you know, we, we came out of that with a friendship, you know. Um, I call him Pop. You know, he he knows he's missed out on dad status with me, um, but he's still he's he's Pop. And you know what I hold on to with him because uh, he's still down there in Florida is uh, I I I learned that he and I have the same chill. And what I mean by that is you know I found out that I was a lot like him. Um, by the way that I like to end my days, by the way that I sit back and reflect on my days. You know, that was something that I started doing when I was in high school. Like I, I was always like this old spirited um, young man. Um, and, you know, and within the first couple of days of being down there towards the end of the day, we both did the same thing. And so that was a time, you know, where we would spark those conversations that would get heated or loving or um, just answers. Um, but you know, sitting outside smoking a cigar, um, thinking about life, thinking about our days, thinking about what's next. Um, you know, that's where I found that opportunity to, to find a common ground with my dad to say, okay, yeah, we're a lot alike, you know, and, you know, I was able to, um, forgive him for not being there. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand forgiveness ain't about the other person. It's about you. That is correct. Um, yeah, you're right about that, man. I think that's like one of the hardest thing to do at this, you know, is to forgive, you know, because, you know, we feel like once we were, um, you know, once somebody did us wrong or anything like that is, you know, for us to actually go to the process of forgiving, it takes a lot. And I... You know, that's something like most people try to avoid. You know, I'm just, I'm just talking from personal experience here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is a lot. It is. It's a tough, tough concept for some people to grasp. But I, I promise you, forgiveness is not about you forgiving the other person for their benefit. It's for your benefit to let go of those feelings. Um, And so, you know, that's been 
my best memory of my dad is just having those those times to sit down and reflect on life and just realizing that we we show the same exact way um and it's little moments like that i wish that i had stories like i got those stories with my mom yeah and my grandmother and whatnot you know but i don't have that with him so what i do have to hang on with uh from him is is those moments of just being able to sit and talk chill with my cigar um at the time you know i I told y'all before I don't drink alcohol, but I'm a dark liquor guy, like drinking the cognac with my cigar and just chilling. Now it's coffee, right? Now it's coffee with the cigar. No more, no more alcohol uh, substitutes. <laughs> but um, that, that's what I hold on to uh, from from my pop myself. That's all right. Excellent. Let me ask you something mm-hmm. though, Griff. Hold on a second now. Let me talk about Dez. Now I know you're a man of many talents. A sort of uh, what, what, what do they call them? Savants? <laughs> is that the right word? I guess you could uh, say savant, yeah. Uh, a rain man. <laughs> 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 Did your pop ever teach you how to handle meat? Let me rephrase that. How do you handle like meat to cook? <laughs> like, did he ever teach you anything about the grill? Because I know me and you like. I'm I'm yeah. a grill guy, self-taught. I know you're a grill guy too. We we've chopped it up. I know some of the lingo that you use. I'm like, all right, yeah, he knows a little something, something. You know what? Um, not really. Did he help you with that? Not really. No. Nah? Um, my mom did all the cooking. I mean, he cooked, and I just sort of learned by watching them. And I mean, once I hit 12 years old, and that was the thing back then, you know, it, the the goal was by the time you hit 12, you need to know how to cook for yourself. That was my era. Yeah. You know, if you didn't know how to cook by the time you was 12, <laughs> you might just be starving. Bro, it, <laughs> yo, it was nine o'clock in my house. No, no, no. I'm talking like, about 12 years old. Quick. No, no, I, I'm sorry. It was nine years oh, old nine in my years house. Old. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn at nine, nine because my mom, she was working till 1030 at night. So anytime that she cooked, I was sitting there like, how did she make this? Because I had to feed myself. <laughs> so he showed me the basics of the cooking and then I just took it from there. Um, but yeah, no, um, I don't remember too much barbecuing from him. I mean, he cooked okay, but he wasn't like the cooking cook person and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was more so my mom. She did all of the cooking. Now what? Okay. Now what my pop did cook. That was good. Oxtail. Oh Oh, man. That dude made a mean oxtail. That was his jam. Oh yeah. He would put that in a pressure cooker. So you know, back then it was a pressure cooker. So you get the oxtail, the tomato soup, the mixed vegetables, mm-hmm. the onions and taters, and put all that in the box. So anytime I came home when I was in the military, he um yeah, he cooked that for me. And just so y'all could understand my relationship with him, he was a chief warrant officer in the Coast Guard, did 26 years. And I found out that because he was a warrant officer, he could re-enlist me, even though he was retired. Mm, so really? uh, to honor him, when I re-enlisted, I let him do the ceremony. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. So he got to do the ceremony for so me cool. re-enlisting and everything. And um, so that's the relationship me and my pop had with us that I always look to do something, you know, special for him or my mom. Like when I graduated at um from college, it took me 10 years to get my associates. My mom came up, you know, she wanted to see me graduate. Now I'm the type, I didn't really care for college. 
and I wasn't even going mm -hmm. to march. I was just like, just hand me my diploma under the door and I'm good. But my wife and the dean and a lot of people said, look, you need to do this. You know, your mom is real big on education. So I did it just for her. And she was so happy. My pop, he didn't care. <laughs> he had his degree. He, he was like, I don't care. But my mom needed to see. So I always did look to do stuff to make sure, you know, to have to give them memories and stuff in their life and everything. Even though I didn't necessarily care for it, but I knew my dad really wanted to do that. So I surprised him with that. He even went out and bought a new uniform and everything. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome, man! Oh, that's good. That is so awesome. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was fun. Why? It was, it was fun. He, he did good. He did good. He enjoyed himself and all that. So, yeah. But now nah, he didn't teach me the cooking thing. I just sort of that just came natural to me once I understood how to deal with the heat on the on the stove. Mm -hmm. Everything else just fell in line. Then I took a home ec class. Primarily to be in there with the honeys. I'm going to just be straight with you. Hey, that's why I took it too. You know, I, I, look, I know how to sew. I, I mean, I know how to work a sewing machine and all that. So I learned how to sew. I took typing, you know, because, you know, that's where the girls did. Yep, did that too. Yep. <laughs> did true. Did that too. You know. <laughs> did that too. <laughs> I took a wood class in there too. Yeah. It wasn't all about the girls. I mean, I learned learned some other things too. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah. I, I once I learned how to cook, it was it was on from there. But yeah, nah. He never really got into teaching me too too much on cooking. Once he saw that I knew what I was doing, he was like, "All right, you you figure it out from there." And so the main thing he showed me how to do was cook a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you know what, my uncle. So I had an uncle that was like a father figure yeah. to me. Um, he taught me how to make a good grilled cheese and then I kind of perfected it. He also, what I really picked up from him cause he was in the military as well was, um, how to cook pancakes. Really? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. He, he showed me a oh, couple, yeah. couple, couple tricks, couple mm -hmm. tricks. I had to cook some pancakes, some mean pancakes mm -hmm. too. So now <laughs> I pass that on to my children. I, I'm not going to put it out on, um, nope, no, 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 no. We ain't putting that on the airwaves. That's. We we gonna keep that yeah. close to the yeah. close to oh, the yeah. chest. Pancakes was my Anybody thing that was in the military. Yeah, yeah, my older son Anybody eats pancakes left and right. He loves them. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy because yeah, yeah. well, I just started doing. I just started like my my kids been asking more about that. So like weekly, we've been going to different variation with fruits and stuff like that. It's crazy. It, okay, yeah, it's, dope. it's crazy how that pancake is. You know, it's that's universal, dope. huh? <laughs> oh yeah, pancakes. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It, it definitely is. But when you learn from somebody that's that's cooked pancakes for for military men in the barracks, yeah. and it, it, they can show you a couple <laughs> things. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's crazy. They show you a couple of things. I think I got my love for cooking meat from my uncle because um, you know he was traveling a lot. When he came home, usually his steak was coming out. You know what I mean. And that would be the time where you can go, where you can find a couple minutes to talk with him when he's out there cooking on the grill. So that's where I got my love for just being around the grill because when he would come, you know, come home and I had an opportunity to like just talk to him for a little bit, like that's where he would be at. Nah, makes sense. And, um, you know, outside of the fact that I love the smell and I love the entire process, um, that's what really piqued my, my interest in it. And, and then when I saw that, you know, the man got the biggest piece of meat, 
<laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely for me. So if I'm going to start cooking, <laughs> I'm going to get the biggest piece of meat. So if I'm at the biggest piece of meat, it got to taste right. And that's how I really started to love um, being, on, being on my grill, you know, and, and perfecting my craft there. If you ain't if you ain't doing zone grilling when you want to grill, you ain't if you ain't zoning, you ain't doing it right. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. There, there's a science there. <laughs> science yeah. to it. Learn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why Matthew, you have to hit the road, man. You can't get in a plane, man, and just stop on down here to uh, <laughs> in Virginia, man, and I'll grill up something Learn for you. Learn how to barbecue. Yeah, nah, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Not like when when I was growing up, it was mainly. You know, my mom that was doing all the cooking, you know, and my aunts, you know, when I was in Haiti. I know um, my brother, he learned how to cook at a very young age. This fool was making a full full entree by the time he was nine, nine years old. Like, he was just, you know, that's just, that was his passion as far as cooking. Till, till, to, till today, he still, you know, he still does that. At a young age, I was not interested in that. Just you know, just to be honest with you, it's like, you know, they'll be cooking, they be in the kitchen. I'm like, nah, call me afterwards. I don't got time for that. But as I get older, stay out the kitchen, boy. You know, as I get older, I start to see the importance of it. As far as you know, at least learn how to do the basics. Or as I get older, I started learning and stuff like that. But um, shoot, my dad, like my dad will cook. But again, like I say, it's usually it's usually my mom that comes up with all the different dishes and and stuff like that. But man, um, as far as grilling, I I I want to say that I'm a fan of grilling, um, because you know, but I don't go all in and like like some folks down there, especially in Florida, man, like <laughs> some folks there, like the way they grill, it's like yo, it's like they put it's an event, bro. Right in. It's an event. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But now it's like when I go to a friend of my house up here, every time he's having like a he's having like, like a party, as soon as I go there, he's like, yo, get on the grill. I don't know. Look, like I'll do it if I have to do it. But I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe later on as I get older, <laughs> I'll probably really get into it like that. Even like even my wife be like, "Look, you, you look like you like grilling." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it every now and then, but I need to have a nice grill where I can just be in the backyard just doing the most for absolutely no reason." <laughs> nah, I hear you. It's definitely a labor of love. Like I love when I'm grilling that I know that I'm about to feed my family. Mm-hmm. The main the main portion of the meal um that's that's how i look at it I, I enjoy it i appreciate the process i love the science of it um but i'll tell you what i can't i mean i'm not saying that i can't but when it comes to sides nah forget about the sides <laughs> man <laughs> like i could make some sides but I'm I'm all about the meat, bro. I'm really not. Now I'm t- I, I, I can make sides. I just don't like like I don't want to be bothered with that. I'd rather put all my efforts into making this miraculous meat that just goes oh, <laughs> as soon as it's done. You oh. know what I mean? Like the heavens start start you know singing and and, and there's there's birds chirping. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the meat is done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like. Yes, that the meat is done. The meat is done. What did you guys make for sides? Nothing. 
Oh, well. <laughs> oh, man. Go open that can of green beans and put it on the man, stove for man, 15 minutes. Uh, Throw some bacon bits in it and some onions and call and it a see, day. Even then, I would take that and, I, and you know, I like to smoke. So I'm smoking my stuff. So I will put that in the, in the grill, on the grill and let it smoke. And have some smoked green beans with some bacon in it or whatever. And I'm going to tell you. No, you... I'm not opposed to none of that stuff. I'm just saying. You just my thought is the meat. Yeah. Oh, no, I have the meat. But see, you know, because I do the smoking, so I set the meat in there. And uh, and like I think I mentioned before, I use banana leaves to wrap the meat in. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, that, yeah. that banana totally leaves that. is the bomb. So I wrap them in there so it don't get overcooked. Let the smoke hit that. Throw some sides in there. And I smoke the um the baked beans, throw the baked beans in there, let that smoke get into them baked beans. No, yeah. I'll do baked beans in there too. Like, uh, so yes, I do make sides. I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, yeah, they, just, they, they no you want me to make some type of some type of casserole or something <laughs> like that? Nah, bro, that, I ain't having. I ain't making no mm, casserole. Nah, nah, I won't do the casserole and stuff. Sometimes I'll smoke apples. Really? I've smoked apples mm-hmm. before. Yeah, take some yeah, apples. Yeah, they're good. And smoke them, especially with pecan wood. Oh man. Pineapple too. Yeah. Um, bar- grilled pineapple is very, very tasty. Oh yeah, that grilled is true. pineapple. Wow. So I never had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I love pineapples, but good. I never had grilled pineapples. Yeah, try it out, man. It's good oh, stuff. Yeah, on the on the seventeenth, man, um, I'll be doing it, Matthew. So swing on by. When? <laughs> on the seventeenth. Oh man, I'm seven. Nah, I'm seventeenth. Yeah, you, you should be here by the end. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let me ask y'all something. I don't know if this is just a Pennsylvania thing, because this is the first place I ever heard about it. Y'all ever had breakfast pizza? Nah. Nah. Nah, that don't even make sense to me. Nah. The hell? Yeah, so it's, it's pizza crust that's got eggs, bacon, cheese. I've had it with hash browns on that's there, too. Crazy. Yeah, it's Yo, it sounds crazy. I know it's not bad. Mm, it's not crazy. bad at all. Nah, nah that's something... Sure, I'll probably try it, but I just like I nah, I just can't have the eggs, man. I stopped eating eggs years ago. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy because I grew up as far as you know, like having eggs on a regular and then mm-hmm. um I wanna say what, twenty seventeen when, you know, we decided we um tried like like being a vegan. We went I, I went full vegan for like two years. Then I stopped eating eggs. And then ever since then, till this day, even though I'm not full vegan anymore, I still can't have the eggs. I don't know why. It's like completely took it out of my system for whatever reason. I cannot. <laughs> like my, my kids now, it's like if they want eggs, yeah, so I'll make them the egg. But as far as for me to try having it, it's not happening. <laughs> like I'm not sure if it's like a psychological thing. No when I you know, try the vegan lifestyle, but I just well, guys, it. it looks like uh, we are winding down here. <laughs> um, we have anything left to talk about? It's a cold world. I think I think we're good. Oh, I think man, we're good. good. You know, Griff. You know, our condolences to you and your family. Um, Thank you, you man. Know, I, I told you before, we're here for you. Anything that you need, if you just want to talk, um, you know, talk to somebody that's not family. That's what we're here for. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and as you uh, discover your your new normal, you know, we will be anxiously waiting to see what you do, what comes out of this. Hopefully, uh, there's no sacrifices to YouTube or anything else like that, and we we get more mm-hmm. we get more griff, and uh, 
you know, like we said earlier, you Virginia Beach notaries, you better get on your business because this man <laughs> nah. is coming out on fire, focused with the mobile. Mobile office is being re-engaged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was not for right, 100%. So, I was not working at my uh, full Griff, capacity these last two for years. You, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I think you know that we love you. And uh, yep. <laughs> our thoughts are with you and your family. So, uh, Matthew, you got anything else? Appreciate it, man. Love y'all too. Absolutely. Uh, no, I think, you know, I think that is it. You know, just don't forget to like and share the podcast. Yeah. Guys, and then we appreciate it. We just found out. Thanks, guys. You know, we hit over a thousand listener today. So, you know, great, great, great. And also, if you great guys really thing, like the show, support, and I know that a lot of you guys that, you know, do, you look for us every Tuesday, please share the show with so, other you know, folks. We're trying to grow this thing. I think we've got a good message for you guys that are listening to us. You know what we're trying to do. Share the show. Okay. We're, it, it, it could help yes. some, some folks out. Yeah, if you if you got a a notary group, yeah, yeah, if you got a notary group of friends, doesn't have to be just, just on Instagram. Show, don't, if you have a Facebook, we're, we're, if you got a LinkedIn, I think that we've vetted ourselves um, enough. You know, we've if we still use MySpace, enough that, you know. that you should know that we're not out here. We're not scamming y'all. We're not. We're not in here for this. We're not even monetized for this podcast. All right, we do this yeah. out of the love of trying to provide something for you guys. Um, you know, we'd really appreciate it if you mm -hmm. just share the show, put it out there. We put a lot of media out there. If you're on Instagram, you can follow me at uh, the, the underscore captivated underscore notary. Um, I always put out stuff uh, to advertise for um, the podcast. Take it, share it, steal it. If you want to do it yourself, just send me an email. Shoot, hit me up on the DMs, slide in my DMs, and I'll send you... Um, you know, I'll send you the files and you can put them out yourself so that way you don't have to steal them and they look clean. You know, we appreciate you guys. We do have some folks that have been sharing stuff and we did put out there that we're going to have a a listener on soon. And I think we may have decided who that's going to be. Um, I think it might be unanimous. Um, we, we'll, be we'll be announcing that soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if you do um, steal it, it and you if you what, do steal it, we just appreciate you like sharing trash. stuff. But <laughs> just, just don't just deny know it when, when I put caught. it out. It's fine the way that it is. I'm just saying, no need to add a whole lot of other stuff in there. I, I promise you, I've already thought of everything <laughs> that could be added in there. Good. It's captivated. All right. So on that note, guys, hey, yep. we appreciate Absolutely. you. We love you. Thank you for getting us to a thousand listeners. We don't know if we're of anything right now. All we know is we know that the unsealed. we're We know the breeze unsealed. Here we go. Took the game over. We yeah. home now. We soldiers. Griff, Mather, and Q, the podcast. You can't hold us. Y'all heard the word. Y'all heard the word. Griff, Mather, and Q. Yeah, we on a verse. So diverse with no rehearse. That's how we work. Authentic when we give it. If we said it, then we meant it. Not to be confused with other people's views. They get it how they get it, and we get it how we do. Look, homie, this a whole different game. We got a whole different aim. We in a whole different lane. Yeah. 
know the reason's sealed. This my everyday life. We know the reason's sealed. Everyday I hustle out here living it right. We know the reason's sealed. Put the stamp down and step in front of the mic. Took the game over, we home now. We soldiers. Riff Master in the Q, the podcast, you can't hold us. We know the reason's sealed. Life.